Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? My name is Noah and I am joined today by my lovely <laughs> wife, Liz. Hey, you can totally keep that intro part too it'll i'll make it an outtake at the end okay (laughs) how's it going i think pretty good you know pretty busy yeah our last episode about overwhelming yeah still feeling it yeah still feeling it what we got going on today after this episode what do we have going on yeah or me whatever i don't know i have work stuff to do for my and yeah and wandering rosebud stuff so i'm trying to post the last of our items on our website for wandering rosebuds and then hopefully do an email about that i might be able to hold off on that and then probably your deal of the week for the land business, mm-hmm. for Liberty Lands, mm-hmm. USA, all the way. We send out an email every week for Deal of the Week, which is like a discounted piece of property to all of our our email list is like 1,200 people at this point, I think. Yeah, give or take. And then I have a virtual event, and then I need to contact people about another virtual event tonight. Oh yeah! If you're listening, you wanna you wanna host an Arbon party? Email us. Oh yeah, I should totally do that. Yeah, if you're into health and wellness products. Yeah, give the like, give the thirty second elevator pitch. Um, so it's a health and wellness company that's been around for forty years, and it's sold not in stores; it's through direct sales consultants, and it's anything from skincare to cosmetics to nutrition products and we're a very transparent company we have very clean ingredients we're vegan non-gmo free of common allergens like soy nuts dairy no artificial flavors colors sweeteners um cruelty free gluten free very hippie yeah, but it's scient- It's co-developed by, or sorry, with experts and then scientifically tested as well. So it's like scientific, hippy-dippy, awesome stuff. Yeah. And so if you, yeah. w- if you need some of that in your life, sure. e- email us. Totally, yeah. I do it on Facebook. You don't have to like participate like a Zoom meeting where everyone's awkwardly like watching each other on the screen. It's just like I do a 15, 20 minute intro like video about all the products or about our most popular lines i guess um so yeah so i have one of those today and um but then there's also what we call a discover call so if you're interested in learning about the business and not just like purchasing product we invite people to join these calls and they're about 30 minutes long and you're watching 
um, and listening to people tell their stories about Arbonne. And it's usually the veterans who have been doing it for like 10 years or more. It's like people who are really invested in it and passionate about it. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so we have that. And then I have cleanup from an in-person event I did last night. And then, I don't know. It's just, I feel like I could go on. I don't want to though. It's a, well, that's just a Sunday in our, in our little lives. (laughs) Maybe go to the pool if it's not. Oh yeah. If it doesn't rain, it looks a little cloudy out, but so I wanted to talk today about what's the worst that could happen. (laughs) Okay. And we could apply that to several areas of our life. So we were just talking about our bond, for instance. So because like I talked about when we were talking about being overwhelmed, like when you're taking new steps in your life and you're taking on new tasks and responsibilities and things like that, that you don't you don't know what it is to deal with and you don't know how they're going to turn out. Your mind can kind of run crazy with all the ways that you can fail and things that could go wrong and everything like that. So I want to take a realistic look at certain areas of things we're doing and thinking realistically about like, what's the worst thing that could happen. So we could start with Arbon. So Arbon, your new side hustle that you're trying, that you're doing, I shouldn't even say trying, you're doing. (laughs) So what's, what, Let's talk about the worst thing that could happen with Arbon. Oh, you mean like things that have popped into my head? Like, well, or I don't realistically, maybe mm, you could talk about the things that have popped into your yeah. head, but then, no, cause yeah, realistically is not, I think I'm thinking about what my fears are, which is different than what maybe yeah. reality well, could maybe be. Sh- maybe we should talk about those first. What's the worst that could happen? Well, so I don't know. I'm trying to, yeah. So the, the worst, worst thing is that I could become so overwhelmed that I have a relapse or something. Yeah. So, like, like physical health. implications. Yeah. That, but that's with anything. That's not Arbonne-specific. That's just, like, anything that maybe might cause so much stress mm-hmm. could do that. Right. Well, so maybe we could talk about that for a second. Because I feel like the last time you had, like... And maybe really the only time that you had like a, a major, I don't, wouldn't even call it a relapse necessarily, but like something bad physically happened from like anxiety. Was there really like much of a trigger? Like when, so like the, the incident I'm really referring to is you were at Meyer and you called me because you were having trouble just like oh, getting yeah. around basically. Yeah. And at that point we... Anxiety wasn't on our radar, and that was that was just this winter. That wasn't that long ago. Right. But, like, was there, like, an obvious trigger to that? No. No, there wasn't an obvious trigger. But, like, but my, my guess is that, so we, I had started going back to work. We had been off work. This Like, this was after we had missed work from the flu. Okay. Oh, that's right. So we had gone through kind of a not insignificant illness Mm -hmm. and then 
I was probably not feeling COVID. Great. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm know. only saying that jokingly because everybody's <laughs> self-diagnosing now. <laughs> so, and I still hadn't been feeling very good for, well, leading up to getting the flu, I wasn't feeling great. Like, I just hadn't had a really good year. Like, this this May is, like, going on, so now over a year of not feeling good. So then um, we got the flu and then I missed work and then I just continued to feel really lousy and then I had started back at work but I needed to get blood work done so that same day I had some uh, blood drawn okay I forgot that and so that's was that my same guess day? it was that same day I went I got my blood drawn and then I went to Meyer. did I know that ever I mean yeah you, I don't know I don't know. I don't know if I ever knew that. Because <laughs> that well, seems like that might have had an effect. It might have. It might have. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it, I guess. Oh. But I have had my blood drawn so many times Yeah. at this point. I don't ever have problems. I'm not one of those don't people. Don't they like tell you not to drive and stuff when you do that? No. No? When you donate blood. Oh, it's a different because it's not as much blood. Yeah. Maybe you need your blood more than other people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, I didn't mean to go down this like whole that, but thing, but yeah, but no. So, so I think those could have been contributing factors. Yeah. And then, I don't think I had a very good breakfast that morning either. So. Okay. Well. So. Yeah. So. That could be a side effect of stress caused by anything. So aside from that. <laughs> because that well, could be Well you asked I know I know But Right It could be caused by anything Right Yeah so You could That could be the same That could be the same What's the worst that could happen Of going outside of our apartment Because you could Get hit by a car you could, Well yeah Well no. you could Have an awkward social Interaction That causes you stress Or something Like uh, So Let's leave that out Okay <laughs> But so no, I mean, aside from that, aside from stress, because we're just we're stress is a side effect of some of the things we're doing. Okay, so yeah, worst case scenario mm-hmm. is that well, so there's no real worst case scenario. Like that was the whole point of why I took it on, like because it was really low, low risk. risk. It was low entry to like start it. There's no minimum. Like I know other, I just found out about this actually. There's other direct sales companies. I'm not going to name any names and I could be wrong, but I know that others, you have to maintain a minimum of like sales per month or something or like you pay oh, like to have you a have certain to, amount of product per month. You have like a subscription fee that has to be overcome by your sales kind of thing. I, I assume so. Cause, and the only reason I say this is because at the, party i went to last night that was in person someone was talking about how they had done some direct sales mm-hmm. with another company and so she was curious about what our like monthly minimums were and all of that and we're like mm. we don't have any yeah there's no monthly minimum no like i if i just decide not to do it anymore that's it that's all that happens i'm just out yeah whatever money like if i'm if I spent more money than I made, I'm out that. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, to me, it sounds like and the, I real, mean, the real... I'd feel sad a little bit. Yeah. That's... But... 
the real thing you're risking is the time and effort you're putting into it. So yes. like if you get nothing else out of it, you got some discounted prod- products and you lost a lot of time and energy more or less, right? Like right. You, you maybe added some stress to your life that didn't pay off. But maybe it does pay off because maybe you learn something that you can keep going forward that will improve your quality of life or make your next venture more successful or something like that. Mm-hmm. So Arbon is the is just the first thing we're we're taking to task here, talking about worst case scenarios. So, right. so it could be. And how long have you been working on it? Less than two months. Okay, and so you've probably put in what do you say five to ten hours a week. Sure. I don't know. So would if it just failed, you just you hit a brick wall at the end of this month and you just are fed up and it's not you're not seeing any results and you just don't want to do it anymore. Then Mm -hmm. would you have learned enough from it to say it was worth the time and effort you put into it? Oh, yeah. Well, so what I've learned in just that short amount of time is that I get out of it what I put into it. So it's me knowing Mm -hmm. If I'm not, if I dial back, I know I'm not going to get out of it what I put into it, um, mm-hmm. which is fine if I make that choice. But like I already know just in the like whatever eight weeks mm-hmm. that if I put energy into it, I, I will make it succeed. Like I really don't yeah. have that thought in my mind. Yeah. Like I, it's not a... Oh, I'm not getting out of it what I thought I would. Yeah. It's not like that at all because yeah. I've So even in your shown, mind, a worst case scenario doesn't have a possibility of you just being done with this in the next month or two. Right. And right. even if you did, would you... So your sponsor's name is Gretchen and mm-hmm. you seem to have struck a good connection with her. Oh, and yeah. you like her. So even if you did quit, would you remain friends with Gretchen? I would hope so. Well, because here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll probably still buy the product as we need it. Like okay. I, that. So actually worst case scenario is I, I would still remain a consultant. I just wouldn't mm-hmm. be really active for the discount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because so like, I know, well, I hope you can agree with me that like we've been enjoying the, um, we sell protein powders mm-hmm. through Arbon. Um, So, yeah, actually, even worst case scenario isn't even me like quitting, like unless something like drastic happened with the company where like, I don't know if it fell apart somehow or if it was found to have like poison in the ingredients or something really (laughs) crazy out there like Mm -hmm. that we'd have to like stop it. If they supported Trump. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) You Like then, okay, maybe I don't want to be associated with it. But like for the discount for us to get like some healthy like super healthy like good products like i would just be a wholesale consultant like buy like just buying stuff for gretchen so like so the worst case scenario as you see it now you still find a benefit for you having done what you did even mm -hmm. if everything falls apart Mm mm-hmm yeah. And it's proven to me that you can like get out of something what you put into it. Like, yeah, which is which is so awesome. Like I have like it's really hard if you don't if you're listening and you've not tried to start a business and like depending on what it, the business is, even maybe like it's 
it can be hard to believe it. Like, and yeah. I don't know, like, I hope you've been able to see that in the land business too. Yeah. Like that when you feel like you're putting the adequate work in that it's paying back. Right. Cause it doesn't like through this whole journey. That's what I'm learning is it's not going to just like magically succeed. Like maybe you can have, right. Like it's because of hard work. It's people are successful. Mm hmm. Like maybe there's one hit wonders kind of a thing in business, yeah. but like for long term, people are successful because they work hard at it. Um, is what I I find. Yeah, the I think Zig Ziglar says, um, if you give enough people what they want, you can have anything you want, and that's really the essence of capitalism. It's basically the only way for you to be successful enough to have all the things that you want is by by providing enough products and services to other people that they want. Mm-hmm. But so I think, yeah, I think the essence of really what you're getting at about getting what you put in, I think really the way I've been thinking recently is you get what you put in. And it's not necessarily correlated 100% financially. I think you're referring to the financially with this so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also like from a personal growth standpoint you get what you put in. So, and I think that's really the more important thing. I think money flows accordingly, usually on a pretty, um, pretty one-to-one basis, but, and acts as an additional incentive. But I think the real thing that the more important thing that you get out is personal growth from the effort that you put in. Do you agree with that or? Yeah. Have you felt that with Arban yet? Yeah. I mean, are you growing? I think I am. And especially because they tout a lot of what we preach on here too. Like, yeah. So I've, I've already, I've seen that, like kind of the messaging that they use and like for training and like the mindset and like, they're mm-hmm. all about growth mindset too. Um, and positivity. Like it's a lot of that. And yeah. like, for instance, we're reading a book like a book club this month. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can choose to do this or not. I chose to. So like, you you let me buy this book on uh, Amazon. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's supposed to be weekly calls. And actually, I haven't even been doing those, the weekly calls that they're going to be talking on. I might participate. But like, I was like, oh, they're recommending this book. And I know that author. Like, we saw him speak. So I'm just, I'm going to read it because I want to. Because I want to get out of it i got that book on uh, hoopla too so oh, i might cool. listen to it yeah we'll have our own little book clip cool but yeah so it's how successful people think which i had mentioned mm-hmm. i think in a previous podcast so um because that's already something that we like here like with liberty lands usa and like this podcast like it's in line with what i how i want to grow anyway so mm-hmm. um so I love that that's how the people in Arbon are focusing energy too. Yeah. With like wanting to, wanting us to, and this isn't, so I, I should say it's not Arbon like the company is recommending it. It's like th- through my, my group, your, my Your uplines. sponsors, yeah. your mentors. Yeah. So it's what they're choosing. Like maybe they're, they're also being recommended it by higher ups too Mm -hmm. but like 
I think it's just the that's the kind of people it attracts and like yeah that positive growth mindset um just kind of flows throughout it so yeah i feel like i have already like i was Mm -hmm. encouraged to read this new book and so i bought it and i started it i'm halfway through it and yeah like i mean it's a little book it's short but you know anyway yeah, yeah so i and i won at a at a meeting i went to like we had a get together and they were even giving away they were like raffling off sort of like books and mm-hmm. i won a book another one that's like about network marketing so um yeah it just and i've only been doing this like eight weeks or something like yeah. it's crazy <laughs> but so yeah i don't know well we'll probably run out of time if we do every aspect um so maybe we can talk about the land business yeah what's, what's the worst case scenario with the land business so yeah what is it well i have already mentioned that if we didn't have our ibc accounts well first off i wouldn't have been able to quit my job at the post office i don't think we might not have been able to really grow as quickly as we did not that we're like that we're raking in that much money or anything right now but like we wouldn't have been able to buy and sell as many pieces of property and and I mean, there is the possibility that worst, worst case scenario in hindsight. Well, so this wouldn't have happened because basically, like I said, we would have not been able to buy and sell as many properties. But like if we were still trying to buy and sell as many as if we did have an IBC account and we didn't have an IBC account, it's possible we might have gone bankrupt. I don't know that that's, that's would have happened, but that's at least in the realm of possibilities. But so at this point with our land business where we are going forward worst case scenario um yeah, <laughs> yeah so i yeah. think i mean worst case scenario is like the economy goes to shambles and all of our all of our people who are buying land from us default on their contracts and stop paying us and which means we're stuck with a whole bunch of properties that we have to pay property taxes for but i mean oh yeah let me keep let me do all the negative things first so no monthly income. We've got all this land that we've got that are that have become a liability because we have to pay the property taxes to keep them, or the state the state will confiscate them because you know we have to keep paying them to own our property. And uh, I think, and assuming your uh, our bond business doesn't take off, and you're really only re- we're both only relying on your income, then I would probably have to pick up additional hours and probably go full-time at Pizza Hut. Right. Or get another full-time job. You'd have to work. Yeah. You'd have to become an employee somewhere. Yeah. For the time to, being. I'd just be full-time at Pizza Hut. Oh, <laughs> I think okay. I'd make enough money. All right. <laughs> and just it's an easy job. Sure. And so. Which that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. So basically I'd have, I'd be, yeah, I'd be working my easiest job at Pizza Hut full-time and, uh, and we'd have a bunch of, land that i you would consider a a liability because it's costing us money instead of earning us money and uh i would probably still continue to pay the taxes on them keep them and hope for the well you'd probably still try and sell them too it doesn't just because the current just because right i mean the yeah let's say it's the current people who have contracts just because maybe they might let's say lose their jobs and be unable to pay in default yeah doesn't mean well a that they may not negotiate with you to like mm-hmm. 
put the contract on hold because of extreme circumstances until right. they start making money or mm-hmm. be like, okay, you can sell it. And then you would potentially sell it to another person who not everybody's going to lose their job. Right. Like, there's right. There's yeah. I mean, I'm saying if we go yeah. to like, yeah, I mean really I for our, for that to happen to our business, it'd have to be like a, even if we went into a global depression, <laughs> like, like 1930s style depression, I think I could still sell those properties because that would be basically vacant land is your last line of defense against living in the streets. I mean, you got mobile home yeah. parks is the step above it or like living in a rental, like a, you store it place illegally. <laughs> like <laughs> those are your options. Like, yeah. <clears throat> Where else can you live for, I mean, some of our properties will sell for like 50 bucks a month or something. So, and a lot of them are like right around a hundred dollars. That's a lot cheaper than rent. Yeah. So. Not that, I mean, it'd be hard. They're in the middle of nowhere. So. Yeah. But anyway, but yeah, it's like if the land reverts back to you, okay, yeah, we'd be paying taxes on it, which those are pretty small at this point right it's not a they're small individually but we have a lot of property yeah, yeah. right i right mean now right now yeah. i owe like five hundred dollars annually currently currently on a handful of properties right okay so i mean but yeah i mean i'd assume that you'd still want to liquidate those as however you could like whether it's on facebook wholesale them to somebody yeah like, i mean ebay sure whatever <laughs> like yeah I mean, if we really needed to, there could be buyers out there for it. Oh, man. I've had this property for like so many months. It's a half an acre in New Mexico. I haven't been able to sell it. I'm going to put it on eBay because we only paid $500 for it. Ooh, there you go. Could you put the North Carolina property on there too? Because I want that out of (laughs) here. No, I can't. But I was talking to somebody today or yesterday who's interested in it. But anyway. So, so, yeah. And we've talked about worst case scenarios on this podcast before, too, because I remember yeah. we've talked about, like, if we couldn't afford the apartment we're living living in now, like, it just so happens that your dad has, like, a an apartment basement, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, yep. it's not like we would be on the streets. Right. Like, we have family who would willingly take us in, like, right. temporarily, Well, whatever. plus we have, like, one of the most expensive par- apartments in Fort Wayne. So, I mean, there's plenty of apartments we could move to first before we had to live in my dad's or that. basement. Yeah, but <laughs> you you keep saying worst case. That's, like, medium yeah. case scenario. Right, is yeah. <laughs> Worst case scenario is, like, right. no money, no, like, I don't know. I'm out of a job, too. Right. Like, who could... But I, I'm just, so the reason I want to go through this exercise is worst because case. like, right. Yeah. If, no. if you see the worst case scenario in front of you and you can like really lay it out there in definite terms and see that it's not that bad, I think it really gives you a lot of confidence to do some things that you maybe you wouldn't otherwise do or feel confident doing, or it can, it can, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? Quelch? Is that a word? I don't know. That doesn't squash. Yeah. squash. We'll just say squash. You can squash a lot of fears. So yeah. So yeah. Worst case scenario, I'm working full time at Pizza Hut, trying to sell my, our properties and uh, what your Arbon. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, right. Worst case scenario, 
So what's the worst case scenario with your your day job? You go in on Monday oh. and they're the business is closed, right? Right. Basically. Right. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing would be if I didn't have a job anymore. Um, yeah. Because, well, yeah, I mean, they're working really hard to, like, improve things, too. So, like, as far as I know, that's not going to happen because they're looking at, like, reorganizing the systems we use to make our jobs easier, mm-hmm. like, by the end of the year. Yeah. So, like, I have that as a positive thing on the horizon. Yeah. So I'm hoping, and like, there's like meetings about it. So you never really know if it's like a need to know basis with the company. I'm at the bottom of the totem pole, but as far as I know, they're moving forward and having meetings about Mm -hmm. implementing this new system. Yeah. Which, why would they do that if they're about to go out of business? Like, yeah. um, So, I mean, that's the, I don't know. That's the easy, that's the easy, plain, simple, Worst case scenario is you go in on Monday and there's a sign on the door that says business closed. Right. And if that happens, I would just get another job. Yeah. Not or well, you in well, you'd get unemployment in the meantime. I mean, you'd uh, be entitled to it. I don't know if we'd do it because of moral right. reasons, but Right. Yeah, no, I'd probably do that. Yeah, we probably would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'd probably do that. Well, we'd look at it as a tax refund. Looking, yeah, as uh, at, I don't know. Maybe I'd work at Pizza Hut. Yeah. Who knows? Delivering. Or, but yeah, um, yeah, worst case scenario is like I would suddenly not have the job. Right. And then, yeah, like you said, that would probably mean I could qualify for financial assistance, mm-hmm. um, especially during this time. Right. And, um, but yeah. Because I think my job's only going to get better there, ideally, assuming that everything that they're hoping this new system will be, like, will be. Well, the so, only reason you implement a new system is to become more profitable, I would assume, on mm-hmm. some level. More efficient or more, yeah. well, yeah. more efficient is more profitable. Uh, so maybe that would allow them to pay you guys more. <laughs> would Couldn't hurt to bring up, but pro- I would guess not, but... Right. Because that's not how things work. But but if my job is easier, like, and I'm making the same money, like if I'm not t- taking a pay cut. Right. And I'm, yeah. I'm still looking at that as a positive. Yeah. So. But so I guess I wanted to talk about that. So if I had been working at the post office, yeah, worst case scenario, working at the post office is I get fired. Pretty hard to do. With rightful cause not allowing me to get like unemployment or whatever also very hard to do i think yeah (laughs) so yeah yeah, that would be that would be an impossible i mean just because we're us like (laughs) right that's like an impossible worst case scenario right but so even if you're going through the worst case scenarios of things like it's it seems like seems like in a weird way going through the worst case scenarios of our different ventures highlights the advantages of call it side hustle or call it whatever you want, like putting effort into your own business, trying to create profit for yourself instead of income. It kind of highlights the advantages because even the worst case scenario, like a job, you don't own a job. Your employer owns a job. They basically rent it to you on a weekly basis for your paycheck and you're not entitled to it. I mean, even though there's laws coming into place that makes it more so that way than it really should be, but your employer... You're entering into a contract with someone who's paying you for your services who has the right to terminate that contract at any time. And that's your worst case scenario is 
yes, you can get what you put in in the same way you're talking about with Arbon if that's the kind of job you have, but I don't think either one of us really has that type of job right now. I mean, we can make it that way if we want, but like how much are you really going to grow personally from the effort that you put into your job or that I put into my right. job right now? Yeah. Like not a lot. I don't no. think like, how am I going to grow from no. right? Like no. as a person like me delivering pizzas, how much can I really grow? If yeah. like I put in my highest effort and do everything I can at that job, like the growth potential there is very low. I think and right. you know maybe that's a negative way to look at it but i think i'm more emphasizing the potential for growth and the other things that we're doing and so like the worst case scenarios for the things that we're choosing to do on our free time with our free time and with our money and with our effort and things like that is so exponentially better and even the worst case scenario is like a huge improvement on our lives just mm -hmm. for having tried it yeah. Um, and on top of that, if we're successful, the sky's the limit in whatever we're doing. Right. Right. So. Right. I well, yeah. And I mean, I maybe you're not just talking financially, but like that's yeah, a part of it. It is. And it's all tied together. And well, ex you're not exclusively talking about financial. Right. No. Um, but for years and years and years. I remember my mom saying that there's money in sales. Like, mm -hmm. she's always known that because her dad would say that, too. And he had a business and, like, he was really into, like, learning about that. Like, he wasn't forever a businessman. Like, he didn't retire as a businessman. But, um, and I would just kind of take it for granted mm -hmm. that that's, that that was, like, the way the world worked, kind of. Like, yeah. I didn't really, like, I always heard her say that. But yeah. it didn't really sink in until we started working for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And and then also randomly, this is kind of, this is related and tied in, but there's this old retired doctor that lives on our floor. Um, I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, Noah, but he's like in the back oh, yeah. corner. And like he usually dresses really cute and like nice, mm -hmm. and, but he's like old. He's like okay. an old yeah you know the one yeah so i saw him in the elevator yesterday and i had my cart full of arbon stuff because i'm gonna go do a foot spa party mm -hmm. and he was asking me about it like you know like oh you know what you up to where you going kind of a thing and so i was like well i'm gonna go do a spa party and like i sell products like health and wellness products and and like through direct sales and he said and i couldn't believe this he said that he used to do direct sales and that's how he paid his way through medical school oh wow it's like he sold um knives containers like like oh tupperware yeah interesting yes huh he like perked up and um so it was just like amazing like how all of this has come together and like it pops up in front of you and like you notice it and like yeah realize how true it is yeah through experience and like also through maybe other people that you come across in life yeah well i want to correct something i said earlier i think i oh. i was contrasting um profits with income well profits are income i meant wages so gotcha 
Jim Rohn talks about this. He talks about the difference between earning profit versus earning wages. And wages is basically selling your time for money, whereas profit... So, I mean, you can only... I mean, there's a limit. I think the CEO of Disney, like, makes the most out of any wage earner. And it might be, I don't know, $100 million a year or something like that. Like, So, obviously, you can earn a lot of wages if... If you're cut out for it, if you put the time in, but I mean, you got to, you know, you probably got to go to business school, go to grad school, get your MBMA, get all, do all that kind of shit, even to get your foot in the door and get started. I mean, you might get started at six figures, but like, it's a lot of, it's a lot more work, I think, to earn a lot in wages than it is to earn a lot of profit. Because like, I feel like we're on the doorstep of earning a lot of profit. Like, it's possible I'm not ruling out that we could make a million dollars next year. It could, I mean, it could happen with the connections we're making with the people and we're working with and like, right. With the growth potential, like the potential for growth can, I mean, it can, this business can expand very rapidly. Right. Money loves speed. Exactly. Exactly. So like, I try and keep telling myself that. And also I try and keep telling myself that money is just money. Like, right. it comes and goes. Yeah. Like, it's it's not... I mean, we talk about it. Like, we we obviously, we want to earn profit and work for yeah. ourselves. And we do that through money. But, like, in talking about worst case scenarios, mm-hmm. like, in that vein, like, it's just money. And it can, it can leave as quickly as it comes. And if after it leaves, it can come back just as quickly. Like... It, right. Right. It's kind of like a lot of... Um, really successful very rich people have stories about how they started making a lot of money and then they lost it all and then and then very quickly they gained it all back and then a lot more right yeah so it reminds me of like relationships almost like where you know your first relationship everything kind of goes slowly and like you your first like serious relationship okay maybe you you can like your first love yeah sure like, okay, you can, you can fall in puppy love in a week or whatever, but I'm talking about, like, a real relationship, like, where you develop feelings over time and stuff like that, and then, like, you know, you take these steps in your relationship with, like, int- intimacy and, like, different things like that, and then, like, you break up and you get into your next relationship and everything just happens a lot quicker. I don't know. Is that true? Or is that just a stupid... Um- thing no i mean i I think i mean it probably just depends on that might be highly individual because like for us it did like right again as you get older and you've experienced more things and you know more about what you want Mm -hmm. i think you can see those aspects well maybe a lot quicker (laughs) and um the pieces can kind of fall into place quicker that way i think um yeah i think you can be more decisive because you've lived a little bit like right you've experienced but do you think that correlates with money the same way i think it can if if you're willing to learn from it like learn from Mm -hmm. from things you did wrong like right or i mean and then you like work at implementing it yeah um like your parents even talk about that who is who have had businesses themselves like i feel like they'll Mm -hmm. talk about like not that right now they would tell you they're too old to like run a business like start a business again but if they could i think they would know 
because they've yeah they've learned what what caused them to not be successful right right um yeah so i mean i think the trick is like really being diligent about not making the same mistakes because that's where learning i mean obviously people can get into if you're making the relationship comparison like bad habits bad habits yeah bad cycles where they repeat the cycle over and over Mm -hmm. um and they don't learn their lesson (laughs) right so i'm sure you know people like that who like a girl who just talks too much what (laughs) no like the guy like the girl who (laughs) like the girl who always falls for the same type of guy yeah and she can't figure out why she can't find love kind of thing that storyline yeah like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't think that's our personality personality types as far as like businesses go is it possible yes of course like i think yeah you can bounce back quicker with more knowledge with more experience like that is what you would hope for does that always happen well no yeah so what i think we can conclude from this conversation is that worst case scenario from a job is much worse than worst case scenario from a side hustle or a business venture and uh really is that what we conclude no oh i don't know well go on but also i mean i think it is a useful exercise to go through your worst case scenario for all the things you're involved with because if it's out there in front of you it might not be as bad as you think and it might be encouraging for you to maybe be a little more adventurous and Dip your toes in a few more areas than you right now are feeling comfortable to try. Is that a more, yeah. more like the conclusion you were expecting? Uh, thinking? Sure. Yeah. Yes. So, well, what would you say? What would you gain from this conversation? Well, I gained what I'd gained before when we've talked about like worst case scenarios, which is that for us in particular, we have a lot to be thankful for because... I don't think our worst case scenario is near what could be like worst case scenario for for other people or like in the yeah. like on the planet or in the US. Like as far right. as like if things are like and it's all relative I guess but I mean if you're based on what we want out of life if we're ranking things like worst case scenarios it's not as bad. So yeah and yeah. you can you can afford to take some risk. Yeah. To like to take control, to take responsibility yeah, of so, your life. Yeah. And maybe if you are in like a more difficult place where your worst case scenario is you're living out of your car or something, then that can be instructive too. Like maybe if you're going to try a side hustle, keep that in mind because I mean, then maybe it's not the time to put all of your money in one area and eggs in one basket. You know, maybe that changes the type of risk you take so it's not just to say hey everybody out there listening like you're gonna be fine take as much risk as you need like that's not necessarily what we're saying true but a lot of times the risk isn't as high as you might fear it is and if you lay it out there on the table then that could give you the courage you need to take the next step to setting yourself free right right anything else you'd like to add no i think that's that's good cool Well, thanks for listening. (laughs) There you go. Talk to you guys later. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.